Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, my people? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. How you doing today, my love? I'm well. How are you? I can't complain. What is the topic of today? Virtual and augmented reality. Sweet. What about it? Augmented reality is becoming more common in social media. After Snapchat pioneered it, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and TikTok have launched their own lenses, filters, and effects. In the process, augmented reality is showing its value not only for branding and entertainment, but also for commerce. You can thank augmented reality for a quick filter to tweak your appearance if you don't have time to touch up your blemishes before your morning post. If you were a fan of Pokemon Go between 2016 and 2018, you can thank augmented reality for that experience as well. On today's episode, we will discuss all things augmented and virtual reality. How does this phenomena impact our lives for the betterment of society? How does it hinder our ability to function without it? First, it's imperative to define and share what is augmented reality and virtual reality are. We'll start off by sharing a little about virtual reality. Virtual reality, or VR, is a technology that creates a virtual environment. People interact in those environments using, for example, VR goggles or other mobile devices. It is a computer-generated simulation of an environment or three-dimensional image where people can interact in a seemingly real or physical way. Since the pandemic began, there's been a spike in dependency in the United States when it comes to virtual reality and augmented reality. Some drive through adjusted to contactless customer services by using self-checkout kiosks. We all probably downloaded services such as Instacart, DoorDash, had conversations with colleagues via Zoom, or years of exposure uh, exposure to FaceTime. Those are mostly examples of augmented reality. Augmented reality, unlike virtual reality, where everything a user sees is generated by a computer, augmented reality keeps the real world's focus, the real world focus, but just adds elements that are, aren't really there to enhance the user's experience. Technology continues to advance as the years progress with amazing inventions and creations that may be moving faster than we can keep track of. Although it's clear that there are many possibilities to immerse ourselves in the VR and AR world and take advantage of the leading tech, we also need to consider the applications and the cost before starting a journey into virtual and augmented worlds. The distinction between VR and AR come down to the devices they require and the experience itself. AR uses a real world setting while VR is completely virtual. 
AR users can control their presence in the world in the real world. VR users are controlled by the system. VR requires a headset device, but AR can be accessed with a smartphone. AR enhances both the virtual and real world while VR enhances a fictional reality. If you're looking for a truly immersive gaming experience that will allow you to leave the real world behind, virtual reality, or as we said, VR, will allow you to do just that. These gaming applications can help you experience places and events that go far beyond our real world environment by allowing players to exist within a three-dimensional artificial world. The human brain can adapt quickly. When you're in VR world, it can take as few as 30 minutes to lose your sense of spatial awareness in this one. Your brain may be able to quickly adapt to inhabiting the virtual world, but your body will still remain in in this reality. And so will the walls you can walk into and slip, trip, and fall, hazards, and people you may punch in the face. As virtual reality continues to soar in popularity, so do cases where the use of VR results in in injury. What are your thoughts? Okay, I was about to ask you, so (laughs) real quick, have you ever experienced or participated in like a virtual reality or augmented reality? Um, I wouldn't say virtual, but I would say augmented. Mm-hmm. I have m- had many calls via Zoom for work yeah. during the pandemic, but I also use those um, dingy filters sometimes yeah. <laughs> on social media. So I'm fully immersed in the augmented reality experience, but I've not experienced virtual yet, mm. I don't think. How about you? Yeah, as a... Um Growing up as a gamer, you know, with uh, things like Grand Theft Auto playing online or like um, uh, Call of Duty, Um, even though you don't have like a headset on, it's like a virtual reality in a sense. Mm -hmm. You know, you're sitting there conversating with people all over the world. Communicating with them. Yeah, communicating through this game. So, um, yeah, it's very virtual reality based. Or even um, communicating through people through social media. Right. And I think it's become our norm now that we don't necessarily realize what is our virtual reality or what is our augmented reality. Right. To the extent that it is. Because I would say that um, GPS, in a sense, is an augmented reality Mm -hmm. where it's a map, but the map is, you know, giving you directions to where you're going but you're seeing in real time the direction in which you're going, but it's not necessarily what you actually see, but it's a route of something that's mapped out for you. Mm-hmm. Someone speaking to you, they're not there, but it's like a mixed reality, I guess, where you're engaging with something that's augmented, but it's still your reality. Yeah, you just got real complex <laughs> in my brain, so <laughs> I feel what you're saying, but that shit just went over my head. It's okay. Yeah, so what are the risks of virtual reality? Users of virtual reality games have reported to host a host of troubling effects, including damage to their vision. Yeah, I felt that too. 
um, disorientation, and even seizures. Wow. In addition to this, using VR carries a very risk of injury. Players have suffered from broken bones, torn ligaments, and even electric shocks. That's weird. Real quick, you remember when the Wii first came out and people were playing the Wii <laughs> and they just kept throwing their little Wii remotes into the TV? Mm -hmm. That was a very risky thing. It was. It definitely was. Mm -hmm. Augmented reality uses similar technology to virtual reality. But rather than creating an entirely virtual world, it adds virtual elements to the world around us. You may assume since you can still see where you're going while you're playing augmented reality games, the truth is many people have been injured as well. With the help of virtual reality, you can transform the image of the world. Virtual reality is fundamentally changing the image of the world. Today, the popularity of using virtual reality is only growing, so it makes sense to think about the safety of using such technologies. Do you think certain people can distinguish between virtual reality, augmented reality, and actual reality? That's a great question because I think about someone like our son who is growing up in all of those worlds. Right. There's a virtual reality, there's an augmented reality, and there's a reality. Or even recently there was a, a mass shooter in, um, um, I forget where, mm -hmm. but um, I was just thinking, like, is there any connections between, like, video games like Call of Duty where it's a first-person shooter, like, does it, like, kill your sympathy for other people? Like, does it make you numb? Does it desensitize yeah, you as a human it, being? Does it desensitize you, you know? Well, I, I can say from my own personal experience, watching films that had horror and gore as mm. a kid would trip me out. But because now we are so desensitized to blood and, like, suffering that is fed to us on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, on the news or social media, I think for a fact that a lot of us are sense like no longer sensitive to those mm -hmm, mm -hmm. images. <laughs> some of us are, or you have a disclaimer on TV, but after you have a disclaimer saying some of this content may be inappropriate, yeah. it's still gonna show, right? Yeah. So I think that we have become a society that no longer is, um, what is it, sensitive to those situations. Right. I feel you. To enter VR, you put a face mask on that blocks your view of the actual world. You pick up little gadgets that tell you the sensors where your hands are so you can manipulate virtual objects in the virtual world. And there's the problem. You can't see what's in front of you. You can't take a step forward and trip over your dog. You can forget who, who is near you and <laughs> slap them across the face, right? You could uh, be surrounded by a gang of armed uh, lemmings seeking to drag you to the cliffs as uh, to the cliffs they all jump off. And you wouldn't find out until it was too late. Also, you gradually become nauseated by the teeny delay between the action of your body and the reaction of the headset. The disconnect 
between what your eyes and your body tell you is what makes people car sick. In the real world, you know, people don't really get car sick. There are certainly niche applications where VR works. Um, video gaming is one. So <laughs> some people have read that, you know, or the article states that pornography is another. Hmm. But unfortunately, you know, um, adult ent entertainment is always a first mover in technology. But aside from those pursuits, can virtual reality add anything to our lives? Nothing really comes to mind. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on? I think if we were going down like the military benefit routes, I'm pretty sure they have technology like drones, for instance. Mm -hmm. These people hook up to, um, some these people hook up to machines to hook up to the drones and the drones have cameras on them so they can see where they're going. You know, and they just, I guess, take out the targets that they deem threats or, you know, whatever. And um, that's basically like, I guess, augmented reality. But is virtual or augmented reality a necessity or a desire? Like, do we really need both. it? <laughs> I think it's both. Yeah. Know? It's both. A lot of us like to numb ourselves and cut ourselves off from reality sometimes, you know. And you think that's a good thing or like I don't a think helpful it's a thing? Good thing? I just think that I don't know. I think it's I think it's just gonna detach us more, you know, mm. from I don't know what it's gonna detach it's just gonna detach us from our humanity. Well that's great that you bring that up because um there was an article I was reading that I'd like to share mm -hmm. called What's the Impact of Virtual Reality? And this is by Adrian Pennington. If virtual reality is the gateway to the metaverse and the metaverse is all about social interaction, then how might our interpersonal relationships change? It's worth thinking about since humans are, for the most part, incredibly social creatures and our well-being and creativity thrives off of other human interactions. An artificial filter, no matter how realistic, which effectively shuts off sight of the real world, which surely impact us as a people. Mm. Zoom calls and other technologies for live remote interaction have also come into their own as a means to keep our mental health in balance. Virtual reality can help us from going stir crazy by enabling socializing at a distance. It's already a proven tool for supporting mental health. Mm. But on the negative side, um, growing risks of addiction to environments that are more immersive. It's not just gaming, which is a potential problem. Due to the fact that virtual reality is so immersive and the stimulus on the brain is heightened due to it being simulation, the possibility of getting addicted does increase. Users can become isolated and dependent on the use of virtual and augmented realities. They can become antisocial and lose basic social skills which can then form into social anxiety and other mental health problems. We've seen that too um, with all of the um, flack and negativity that <laughs> Instagram was getting yeah. with teenagers that were having severe mental problems because of the exposure of augmented realities on social media. Yeah, and it's a lot of information coming at you at one time, mm -hmm. all day, every day, like, even myself, I, I catch myself 
getting lost in TikToks for hours. Mm-hmm. There's no off button. There's no off button. There. You can just scroll infinitely, mm-hmm. you know, and that's augmented reality. I guess that's augmented it is. reality. It's augmented. In a sense. It is. You know, and they curate, the algorithms curate what, what they want you to see. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you like a, a certain thing or things that... They'll keep showing that thing they, to you. They keep showing that thing to you. It's like a drug. It's definitely like a drug. It is. And I think mentally that you do become programmed to the things that you want, you know, so you're always constantly wanting to look at, for that thing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and that's because they're computer generated. They do kind of have algorithms or measurements to see what you're interested in so they can keep showing it to you. Yeah, yeah. It's In a, in a sense, it's kind of teaching us how to think mm. or what to think. That's why I do believe that with AR and VR, there should be regulations or there should be a cutoff time. I know that in other countries, specifically somewhere like China, mm. they um, do have a shut-off time. Yeah. Like they, they, if you've been on there for a certain amount of hours, especially for children, they'll cut it off. Like you don't, yeah. you can't have access until, you know, a certain time. Yeah, and it's a lot of mm-hmm. um, there's a is more education based. You know, instead of like dances and 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 challenges and stuff, they show like science and mathematics. And, oh, interesting! You know, just to keep their kids engaged and feed their minds with, I right. guess, positive things. And it's up. I I think that if we are looking at it from a perspective of regulations or trying to figure out how to keep a balance between augmented and reality in our current reality, yeah. Um, I think right now we live in a mixed reality where there's no separation between the two. But in the future, there may be a challenge with balancing our everyday life with that augmented reality. Because what if we never get out of pandemics and then we always have constantly have pandemics? And we would have to rely on our augmented reality to function as a society. I can see that. I can see that. I think that. Then all of a sudden it's going to be Matrix. A lot of the films that showed us these these just dystopian f- futures, you know, like the film that I just showed you earlier, The Surrogates, um, mm-hmm. with Bruce Willis, that came out in two thousand and nine. It was basically showing us augmented realities. People are plugging up to these machines, plugging like their the minds, yeah, plugging mm-hmm. their minds into these machines that created these avatars. It wasn't in a virtual world in a sense. They were traveling through these robots, but it detached, it de- it desensitized us. It desensitized those characters in a movie, and it de- detached them from their humanity. They weren't afraid of, you know, taking a lot of risks because it wasn't their body that they were sacrificing. Absolutely. It was a robot. And what blew my mind is um, the part in the film where Bruce Willis uh, is no longer you know, functioning through his surrogate, yeah. but is unable to live in the reality. Right, function. You know? He yeah. can't function without tripping over something or not aware of his surroundings. Yeah, <laughs> It was yeah. really interesting. It was a different experience. It was a different experience. But I think about how social media has created this augmented reality where people are uncomfortable with taking photos without filters, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or uncomfortable with showing their true selves. Like you have to be fully dressed up, 
everything is curated a certain way so you're telling a story that isn't factual of your everyday life but what you want others to see you as or define you as on that app yeah and there's a lot of truth in you know the movies like the matrix the the, mm-hmm. per, the first two i'll say because uh elon musk um, is trying to develop this thing called Neuralink. mm-hmm it's where they put a, a chip in your brain. Oh, no. <laughs> and you basically, it's basically like a cell phone for your mind. Mm. You know what I mean? But it doesn't turn off. And I'm pretty sure that it, there can be hackers out there who can read your thoughts. Like, you can't hide anything. Like, your thoughts are no longer your thoughts. It's, it's everyone That's can read scary. your mind. You know what That's I mean? Scary. And virtual reality, I think that's going to, like, bring us closer to like instances like the matrix and have us plugged into these things mm-hmm. i mean to an extent now i kind of see that panning out yeah where in the educational system where i'm you know teaching like the kids can't sit still mm-hmm. without technology like they mm-hmm. it drives them nuts to be in my class they hate being in my class because i still don't have like i use technology maybe showing them from my from the production project projector there you go a slideshow however like they are dependent so much on their devices where i try to eliminate that in class so they can learn how to use things with their hands i have some students that don't know how to cut with scissors at the age that they should be cutting with scissors yeah or you know unable to write or you know do certain things that i'm requiring them to do but i see the effects sometimes of like having a dependency on technology and it's weird because i think we're the last generation to know what it is to be like absolutely to not have cell phones absolutely and technology like i remember getting our first desktop computer and all we could play was solitary on Mm -hmm. that joint we are we like the first generation that actually traveled through that timeline of technology where you know we had our first windows 95 or yeah (laughs) like pinball like i would play Mm -hmm. pinball on that joint i had the paint up but (laughs) games were like super simplistic simplistic yeah there wasn't like playing online and and conversating having conversations with people all over the world the last time i played call of duty on xbox all i heard was little white kids dropping n-bombs and you know joning on each other but i don't know it's weird and then they have like um i think it's called they have like a, a lot of games on PCs where people can, you know, create these avatars and, you mm. know, just talk with different people and like like actually make friends with people from all over the world. Right. You know, maybe it's a good thing for those socially awkward people to, you know, have that life online. Right. You know? But so, then in, in a sense, when you go to your reality, you can't communicate. You can't I've noticed that as well, like the start of like Instagram, Facebook and all the people that were having conversations with you. But when you meet them in real life, they don't yeah. have that sense of urgency to start a, a conversation or have communication with you. Another thing that I find so fascinating about technology now is that augmented reality and virtual reality merge with our current reality because everything the quality is so grand like the quality is so realistic that you often forget you're 
in a, a fake world, you know? Yeah, like yeah. fake is becoming the real. Yeah, yeah. These new like the new Xbox it is and, spot and on PlayStation, like, the yeah. graphics is crazy. And not even that, like our currency is is we're going towards a non regulated digital currency. You know, I mean we're already digital we barely carry cash on us at hand, but they have Bitcoin, Dogecoin, all these different type of currencies. In the metaverse, they will have currency. Like it's it's weird. It's like people will make will work jobs in this alternate reality, this virtual reality, get paid digital currency so they can buy digital goods. So now, question: Has the metaverse started yet? I don't know. Because I'm I'm feeling like what's gonna happen with the transition to metaverse is it's gonna be a class thing, you know, mm-hmm. where the, the the people that are able to afford their way in to get the devices that they need to enter the metaverse or the coins or the finances, it's like it's gonna be a money thing first to get into the metaverse. Um, I think before it it ends up being an everybody thing. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because I don't I don't want to be. I don't want to be hooked up to anyone's computer because that's, I don't know. It's it's like the matrix. Or it's like, it's hard not to look at my cell phone, you know, even no, no matter how hard I try, whenever I get like a message or you have you know, to, like, it's making you feel yeah, like whenever the, the screen just lights up, it's like, I have to look at mm-hmm. it. I have to, it's like a drug. It's mm-hmm. definitely a drug. Most definitely. And I think, um, that's, what's going to end up happening with metaverse. If it's successful, I do believe that some of us, like me and you, we can like avoid it for a few years. Right. But after a while, it's like, can you really function without the metaverse? They're gonna make you know? it so you. It's can't gonna function. make it so that yeah. you are dependent on the metaverse, like we're dependent on our phones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I my first phone I got at sixteen, you know, so I I witnessed and watched people like glued to their phones, you know, and like be so obsessed with the phone. Where for me. When I got to being 16 and I got the phone, like it wasn't an urgency. But now I'm acting as if like I'm addicted to, you know what I mean? Like it's like it no matter how old you've been using that technology, at some point you're going to be sold into it. And what about dating? Like are people are people going to have like real relationships in this virtual reality? That's a great question because I think that another thing that we have experienced in our generation is like I think 2015, 2016 was the end of like real dating in person. Mm-hmm. But now I think it's easier and more efficient to find your partner online. And how do you know like how do you <laughs> really know this person? Like you don't. what if you're yeah. a straight male, right? And you're online and you find supposedly a female that you like but it's not really a female it's like the same sex or you're not in like he's talking about the episode yeah it's just like complicated (laughs) um what is that black mirror Mirror. but it's just it it gets complicated like Mm -hmm. does it break all gender barriers when it gets to that i don't know because when we move into a reality that's different i think we adjust so, for instance, I'm saying we adjust because a lot of the times it used to be taboo to text a whole conversation or argument right. or communication, but that's kind of like what people do now. Like you could text. I, I get that, but it's different. Like it's just bending the rule, the 
the traditions that we've been going by for so long even though you know there's a lot of acceptance of people with other sexualities mm-hmm. and you know gender norms but when it comes to virtuality uh virtual reality you could be anything or anybody you could be a a, a seven foot tall furry fairy whatever like yeah you, until you, you meet that person you in know person. what i mean like <laughs> until it, you meet your right partner in person right um yeah i mean that's why we have catfish <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why we have a 90 day fiance where it's like you have this idea of a person in your head but it's always going to be different from what you experience virtually in person it's just really weird it's really <laughs> weird it's really weird but you know technology this that's this is where they're trying to take us now it's where they they want us to be yeah i mean i see the cons and the i mean the pros and the cons of technology but i think um with technology being such a free open space without much rules or regulations i do think that there are going to be more people with mental health issues right. trying to adjust to something that is new and fresh. And we don't see it when we haven't seen the side effects until just recently mm. of, you know, what the impacts of social media. So what are the impacts going to be for technology? Is it something that it's going to cause like ailments or illnesses? Like what? I guess we'll have to <laughs> wait and find out. We'll wait and find out. Anyway. Yeah, guys, thank you for taking the time out to listen to this episode. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Here is your quote of the day. Unplug. <laughs> Just unplug, man. Unplug. And turn do it what? Off. Turn it off. And live your life. Just Have a unplug, conversation. Turn it off. Live your life. Look at the sun. Love you guys. Peace. Peace.